Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, welcome into episode 57 of Coffee and Shell. I'm your host, Sleeves, joined by my co-host, Padre and Kesso. And today we are going to talk about the real thing. We're going to put the game aside for a little while, and we are going to talk about some actual hockey. And this episode is dedicated to the Devils because they simply will never lose a game again. Now at 13 wins, the unholiest of numbers, uh, they are currently uh, just dominating. And still somehow second in the league dude that was the we'll ultimate jinx ever <laughs> oh yeah no i can't it, wait yeah, till exactly. you press publish on this and then they lose the next game it is gonna be nuts so at the time it's recording they have beaten the edmonton oilers and uh they have won 13 in a row all right fellas so it's only been a day since like our last episode so i feel like really nothing interesting happened in our lives and like you guys are dads now so i feel like there's not a lot of interesting going on anyways <laughs> i mean every day is interesting GWC yeah news. we did we did that's exciting yeah, I'm excited for that. We'll have a whole yeah. episode dedicated to that. Obviously, we did say no hockey ultimate team, and I opened with GWC. So, uh, hey, that's the right, real let's thing go. too. That ties. I it want in. okay off the cuff. What is the most not Devils related? Okay, something that is not listed on the left hand side here or right hand side. Uh, give me the give me something you want to talk about. A topic that you find interesting. Go, give Padre. You go first. Um, first thing comes to mind. First thing that comes to mind or comes to mind the yeah, NHL. Um, jeez. I, I gave you low hanging fruit here. I don't know. What what what, what are you thinking? The, the blue is rattling on oh, me. Oh, I, I don't care about that because I see it all the time. <laughs> I, I okay okay. I think, well, biggest, okay. <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is like right now just to see like kind of what happens is uh, with Shane Wright. Like I know we we'll were. Talk hey, about that's him on a the bit. sidebar. We'll yeah, that's on the sidebar, bro. Oh, it's on the sidebar. My bad. Well, I, I just yeah. that that's like the one thing I'm just curious to see what happens. I feel like every day I've been texting like people about it and to see if like anything happens. But that's yeah, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, we'll, I think we'll uh, going to... I think it's been interesting to see the. Uh, I know the Sabers won tonight as we're recording this. Yeah. They destroyed the Canadians like what seven to two. Yeah, they um, yeah. but they had that hot start. Dude, four goals in the first. Yeah, four they had that the hot game. start. Then they're calling it like they're falling back down to earth right now. They don't so have a goalie. They, yeah, even then, like I hope they turn it around. It's it sucks because this is what they do, man. Yeah. Like I'm living through this as a Sharks fan. Uh, they did so bad to start the season, 
but Carlson's on a hundred point pace and James Reimer is too good of a goalie. And now Meyer is scoring like the roster is too good to be that bad. And it, it, I think this is the worst place to be as a sports fan. Like it is the absolute worst. You have no shot at a championship and you have no shot at an impact player at at a immediate impact player. Right. And I think that like it, it is, it is just absolutely brutal. And I, the Buffalo Sabers live in that, like they because they always have a a, a win streak at some point, <laughs> like where they just they tank, like they just ruin their their draft pick. Like other than the Darlene one where they won, and he looks incredible, second in I believe second in the uh, league in defenseman scoring behind Eric Carlson. Uh, he looks he looks like he is now a bona fide player. Him and him and Power. Like, are they not going to be the most dominant defensive pair in like a couple of years? Like, I, I, I was watching the Leafs game. I want to bring this up. I'm watching the Leafs game, Owen Power is. I did not realize how big he is. It he's six foot six, right? But it's like his. I don't know if he wears big shoulder pads or there's something because he was. I remember he was in the corner uh, against I think John Tavares, who's not a small a small guy. And it legitimately looked like video game stuff. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just didn't realize it. Like, when you watch him, it, he's just massive. And he's just a kid. Like, you know, like, he's, yeah. it, it's it's going to be impressive to watch him and, him and Darlene cook for, for a while. So let's get into the Devils uh, for 13 straight wins. The Fire Lindy chants were raining down at the Rock three games into the season. I believe they were losing 2-0 to Anaheim. And they ended up winning that game, and I think that started the win streak. Like I, I can't remember for for uh, uh, off the top of my head, but um, the amount like, do you think uh, locked into a playoff spot? Yeah, I think they're too good right now. Like, I mean, obviously anything can happen, injuries can happen, but they're playing so good as a team. Like they're they're like three good defensive pairings, solid depth on forwards. Like I, I don't they're, even think it matters who their goalie is. Like they're just a really solid team. Murdering, yeah murdering the like analytics like they are absolutely i i want to say they i don't know if it's still the case but they had the most shots on net or shot attempts and the least given up and i don't know if that's ever happened in like, um, the history of the league yeah i mean just recently i think carolina's passed them up a little bit i know florida's pretty high up in that um but they're like top three in pretty much all the all the analytic categories which is crazy yeah yeah no, it's nuts to see, and uh, we'll see. I believe um, they're dealing with some injuries, Padre. Yeah, in the net, obviously Blackwood's out, but like kind of like Kessler said with Vanacek, you know, he's not like an amazing goalie by means, but he's playing like fine and good enough, and probably better than they expected. And they even got some games out of Schmid, their third string goalie, when he came up, and I, that's when I thought the, the winning streak would go, you know, yeah, would, would belly up. But it's like, I don't know, dude. They. <laughs> They're not the old devils. They're not. They're not boring to watch anymore. And this is it's. It's a little you know more exciting. You know, this is why I was so frustrated with them over the last couple of years because they have never all of their draft picks, like their impact ones, were not ones that the, that their team earned in the sense like they won. They didn't win the lottery outright like right. last year. They got because everyone forget they got Nemich, like mm-hmm. the best defenseman in the draft, is a New Jersey Devil, and he isn't even playing yet. But they they were good enough to not draft him, right? Hughes, they weren't. He's gonna first be overall. unreal too when he comes there. I, I was watching him it's, this weekend in Michigan. He's he's gonna be. He might be. He might be the best Hughes by the end of it. Honestly. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wasn't even talking about Jack. Like Luke. Like all oh, of the bad. draft picks. <laughs> like it's it's wild. I think actually, I think Luke. They didn't win the draft. I think that's their. That was like their one. Maybe I'm wrong on that. 
I don't think they moved up for was Luke. He the fourth was overall? Off the top of my head. Was he fourth? He was fourth. I don't think yeah. they moved up for him, but Jack, they definitely moved up. God, they he's won the a lottery beast. for that. Yeah, it, it's it's just and same with Heesher. They weren't supposed to win that. He's one. really come into his own the last two years, I'd yeah. say. He looks like exactly. now he looks like the you know, he's a complete player. Jeff Merrick and all the time our first uh, big podcast guest right there. He was <laughs> you know, he he always pumps his tires. He's like, When's he gonna win the Selkie? Like it's any 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 year now, you know, whenever Bergeron stops playing, you know, it's it's He's impressive. He's real good. But, like, that's, like, a thing. So, like, they were always getting these insane players, but they were never this bad. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, at some point, something's got to ha- I didn't think this would happen. I don't think anyone thought this would happen. No. Uh, but, yeah, so you're saying, Padre, do you think that they're locked into a playoff? Like, team yeah, my, my like, they always say it's, what, American Thanksgiving, you know? American like, okay, like, I, you know, my thing is, like, dude, if you're 10 points up on the people on the wild card, you're kind of, yeah. you're kind of safe unless you really just crap the bed that would be every like vegas right now like i think they're safe i think um obviously boston obviously boston i mean we're talking about the new jersey win streak boston's Dude, still first in the league yeah that's a, absurd yeah. that's gotta be like a, a stat that like i need espn stats and info but like if you go on a 13 game win streak in the first what 16 games of the season yeah. or and, and you aren't in first like you know what i mean like that's, that's i believe be... going back to our predictions i think we were all we were definitely, we no one predicted Boston to be first, but we were all like, I think like wrong on the devils. Like, I don't, I think like you, ca- oh. I think sleeves, you were like one of the people I was like, I, I think they will be like good or like better or something. And I think I was like, no, I don't even think they'll make the playoffs because they're goaltending, which like, like I said, I mean, we're 19 games into it. I just <laughs> let it play out. That's my big thing. Like a week ago, everybody, I, I treated Frank Cervalli the other day because he was crapping on the blues like two weeks ago. Well, they went on an eight-game winning streak, and they're in a playoff spot, and everyone now is saying, oh, the Blues will make the playoffs. <laughs> you you know, hate it, to see it happen, too, because you're like, it's not going to happen, guys. Stop living in, was it 2017? Well, no, I just, and you're like, stop well, living it in the Well, it was because of the Flyers game, and then they got killed yeah. against the Flyers because everyone's like, everyone tries to make everything into like, oh, well, they went there, and they got drunk at a bar, and they sang Gloria, yeah. and then they went on the win streak. Like, yeah, they, that, I just like tell people, like, move on. That's not why. Like, the reason why the – that I'll, I'll go on the blues win streak in a minute whenever we're done talking about the devils, but it's a whole different thing, but it's, it's just, uh, it's just funny to me. Like, like I said, it's a long season though. You never know. I mean, it, I mean it's it, kind of sad to realize that you're just saying like we're 20 games into the season. Season's already 25% over. That's nuts, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. feels like we yeah. just started. It goes by, it goes by extremely fast. Uh, let's get into some, okay. So let's talk about some trends. All right. Um, let's talk about some trends. So obviously the blues, uh, we did not think they were as bad as they were. What was the, what did they start like? They they started three and zero. Then the the sod then, father Brandon Sod Pittsburgh native over there by Kesso. I shut him down when we were like peewees. Um, I just think the guy's a Swiss Army knife. Like he's a lot more important than people realize. He only has like three goals right now, but the way he plays with O'Reilly and getting O'Reilly, O'Reilly's like the kind of guy that's like the engine behind the team. And when he was struggling, I think when Sod was struggling, and out of all people, they put Josh Olivo on their line. And that guy's been like a journeyman, but whatever reason, it works. Like they, the whole lines changed. Um, you know, Thomas and Cairo have picked it up a lot. Cairo was getting a lot of flack from that contract he got. Having a healthy Bushnevich has helped, but I mean, the back end's been beat up. I mean, Krug's out now. Um, Pareko has a back issue. I mean, it's it's been plug and play. And I don't know. Like the teams just came together. They started playing like they started playing Blues hockey, which is like get the puck in deep and just <laughs> muck it up and. Get the puck on net, and, and I mean that it's it's a very simple you know style, and it works, and it's worked for years now with Baruby. And I mean a guy like Noel Achari, which I know he tucked like twenty goals a few years ago in Florida. I mean he's been one of our best players, and he 
it was just kind of like an afterthought signing for a lot of Blues fans. And, I mean, him, Shen, and uh, Barbashev have made, made, like, a really nice identity line is what Chief's calling them. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a – and Bennington's been really good, too. I, there was a lot of people saying, like, Nick Alberga, I know he was, like, hating on the Blues goaltending. I'm like, dude, if you watch – just – I always love these people that watch box scores. Like, oh, like yeah, like, like tonight, like, people like to watch Buffalo and be like, oh, that team looks – like, they're turning the corner. Well, did you uh, watch the game? No, I didn't watch the game, but they won seven or whatever. It's like, dude, well, yeah, you didn't watch the game, though. It's like the box score people crack me up because, you know, I people see I feel personally the... attacked here, Padre. <laughs> no, no, yours is shots. You don't go, you don't, but this, yeah, this, guy yeah, on Twitter, this guy will go on Twitter and say, like, all oh, the Blues goaltending, like, they're going to need some help. And it's like, well, yeah, if you, like, look at the, the the box scores, like, yeah, they're losing eight games in a row. Well, go watch the games, and then I show you guys, like, those clips of, Bennington having four back. Oh yeah, goals. that one that you showed us. Yeah, that, it was one game, and it Dude, was literally but it was, four back. It, this goals. was the back doors were going on for like three or four games, and like everybody, like the media was like, "Why?" Are, like the media started to ask like Ruby, like, "Why are the back doors going in?" And there, and he's just like, I, "I don't know. I, I don't know why." Like it's, and so that's what people don't understand. It's like if you don't watch the games, you know, you don't, you don't get it. Like somebody like Eric Carlson right now, like if they ask Slees, like, "Oh, like what's you know, why is he so good all of a sudden?" I just see his stats going up. It's like, oh. I mean, watch a game. Like, watch how dominant no he Brent looks. Burns. Yeah. It's no Brent Burns. We'll talk about Carlson a little bit, too. But, uh, yo, Seattle. Real deal? I don't know. 7-2, seven, 7-2-1. Two, seven, two, <clears throat> I mean, we're going to box score watch with Seattle. Uh, there's one thing, though. You have, that to, I so can... you have to box score watch with Seattle because they're the most boring team in the league. And they play it, like, when we're all sleeping. Anyway. <laughs> Bro, the co- like, dude, the, the soul of Martin Jones. Yeah. Like, playoff Martin Jones He's almost leading the league in save percentage. I like I man. Good goal sending so goes a long way. That, like, Could you imagine if that like was it, the case uh, a few years back? I mean, dude, he dragged the Sharks to the Cup fight. Like, dude, that year that they went to the, against Pittsburgh, dude, that that was the worst Sharks roster that they had in their 15 year run of making the playoffs, and they he just dragged them to Pittsburgh. But uh, good for him because I I don't know I, it was all in his head. I remember him trying in the one off season to try and change his goaltending style. There's a big article on it. He wanted to be more like Jonathan Quick, who's um, like uh, instead of being positionally sound, he's like he relies on like reflex a lot more. There's I read this huge article; it was very interesting. I'm gonna see if I can find it, but it was on. And I think I talked to you about this, Stewie. There was like uh, the, the type of goaltenders who rely purely on their like size. Uh, instinct, uh, Tim Thomas, Tim Thomas, Dominic Kashuk, those kinds of goalies, where like positionally they're not like great. And then there's goaltenders that are like I would I don't, know, I don't want to say like system. They rely on like athleticism. Is, there's guys that rely on their yeah, body. Yeah. Like Devin Dubnik was a yeah. big guy that would just rely on the puck kind of hitting him exactly. and just being in the yeah. right position. And and I listened so to Jones puck, was, yeah, he's Jones would never make the huge Jonathan Quick type save, but he would just give up two or three goals maybe. But he wouldn't give up the back break, the bad ones. Right. And then there's one off season, the one before Peter, the got fired. It was after they, they lost to, uh, to Pittsburgh. He tried, it was weird. He spent the whole off season trying to like be more instinctive. And, and it was, it, it just absolutely derailed his career. Like he, be, he became awful. His timing was terrible. He couldn't, he was, he was letting in shots that just were no screens. Like it, yeah. it was so weird, but good to see him because Seattle, um, it's good to see, uh, it's good to see Seattle, uh, kind of come through How here. Funny so. is that they have Grubauer after this year for another four years at like five point nine million, and I mean they have no other like like salary. That contract's so bad. I I was a big Grubauer hater. Not like I don't think he's like a god awful goalie. I was just so like, man, that Did is gonna. You see 
the picture of when they claimed Magnus yeah, Hoberg yeah. and Grubauer and Nett. Yeah. Dog, that was, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that, yeah. it, it's Helberg in front, they're working on screens, and it legitimately you, looks like a mini-me. You think that's like, bad? You should have seen me when I used to skate with Ben Bishop, when Ben Bishop's from oh St. Louis. Oh, my God, that's the, the disparity God, between you two. <laughs> yeah, and I, it, it's I almost like the picture of me and Sean Ram Jackson at the All-Star game, when he's like six foot nine and I'm like five foot seven. and when I was on my feet, I was as tall as Bishop when he was sitting on his knees. Like, Did you stretching. do the Dave Portnoy uh, stand on your tippy toes to look taller? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's no hope. If you meet Rammer in person, for anyone that follows the NHL video game and knows who Sean Ramjags is. If you meet him in person, uh, unless you're six foot five, you're you're gonna feel real small. Like I remember at the uh, GWC in 2019, we were in HyperX and in the upper stage where you walked in before the grandstands. He was almost touching the roof. Yeah, like it was. I was like, this is. I Dude, he's like a giraffe. He's ma- he's like when you go to the zoo. He literally looks like like a guy. <laughs> yeah, you can huge. just see him everywhere you go. Like he's huge. And uh, but no, go, going back to the Kraken though, I just. I don't know. I, I just feel like the Oilers are going to be the blues, man. They, they have all second liners. Yeah. I just feel like they're going to get passed up by the Oilers. So it's just like almost inevitable. Yeah, there's yes. Like I feel like Dude. McDavid and them are just, you know, they're just on it. We were just talking about this for the podcast. They're just absolute heater. Him and dry side, like best, one of the best dynamic duos ever possibly. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're unbelievable. We I went back and looked at some stats, Kesso, on Drysaddle and and um, McDavid. They are at like a one point six point per game pace over like the last like four seasons, and it's like not cl- like it is absurd yeah. that I mean they made the conference final, but they like they got crushed. So like it, it kind of like they didn't make the I don't know like they, you know what I mean. We won the same amount of games as they did in the conference final, um, but yeah, it's just it's staggering. But thinking about talking about the Oilers. Dude, Jack Campbell, off the rails now. Puck hit him when he was benched, drilled him in the nose, broke his nose. Like, first of all, that's got to suck. Uh, painful. And you can't play through that, I'm assuming. It, would, like, it wouldn't be. I, it'd be tough to breathe. <laughs> yeah, like, you, and not to mention, like, yeah, like, it would just be like, you're, yeah, because, like, when you had your chin on it, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it would, I feel I like never had a player. On the bench, I never had any calls like that, like. And, like, in youth hockey, they always make us wear, like, wear our helmets on the bench and stuff. Yeah. Like, as goalies, we backed up. But, yeah, that's, that's like, the uh, the old fear, I guess, of the people that always tell you to put on your helmet if you're sitting on the bench or something when you're a kid. But, Dude. man, that's a tough – he just has no luck so far. I feel bad for him. He's a, he seems like a great guy. I watched that, uh, that Amazon Leafs documentary. Leafs documentary. Yeah, it was, like, really cool. And he, he just seems like such a, like, down-to-earth, appreciative of where he's at because he went through, you know, like, hell and back pretty much with his career and just – the teammates loved them in Toronto, and I mean, you go from one media hotbed to I mean, any Canadian city is like brutal to play in. Probably you let in one bad yeah. goal against Montreal in Game Dude. Seven, and like, there's no one on that team that can battle through that, and it's just if I was sucks. him, and I know the money's like where you go, like kind of go, and like the team, and like the Oilers are good, like obviously offensively, but I would have went somewhere nice and quiet, and just kind of wrote out my contract, and you know, maybe like Washington instead of Kemper, you know, because he was like the hot goalie on the market yeah, he summer, was you know what i mean I, he was the number one yeah he, no absolutely um <laughs> last uh last couple they will bring up a couple other teams in terms of uh in terms of uh like trending uh toronto back now in second but they lose uh they lose morgan riley for what seems like a long time and I, is muzzin back i think he was like skating like or something i saw the other yeah day. like dude they, their defense is not a deep decor that can handle long losses of like their top four Right. And um so like that'll be 
that'll be interesting. Hey, man, I got a I got a defenseman for you. Let me tell you. I mean, you want to <laughs> figure out a trade, Leafs? I mean, come on, you love a million dollar players, <laughs> but um, Tampa too, dude. Tampa had such a bad start, and they Vasilevsky is still awful right now. Like I believe at the time of this recording, it's over three goals against per game. And they're back into third place in the Atlantic. Um, I think, like, the, Ottawa, man. I think that's the last one you guys start. Uh, we talked about I, – I know I talked about it. I brought this up that in hockey, more than any other sport, when you make a ton of changes, it seems to be the one sport where, like, it, it requires so much gelling, you know, that yeah. you don't see, like, on paper. where Like, on paper additions can't, like, fully quantify what's going to happen. And every time that there's like there's teams where they add in a ton of new guys, it just doesn't seem to work out well. The Sharks pumped them, but again, that's a box score thing. They lost. They won, I believe, five one. I watched the first two periods, dude. Ottawa crushed them. Like it was. I think the shots in the first period were like sixteen to four, and somehow San Jose was leading after one. Like it was, it was not uh, indicative of how it went, but it just looks like they're fighting everything right now. And um, do we think Ottawa bottom five? Bottom five I, in the, in the, in the division, right? That's what you're asking. No, no, bottom five the rest in the league. Uh, at, at no, the end of the year. I don't think so, but I still think like bottom bottom like ten to fourteen. Yeah, uh, I don't think bottom five. I think they'll they always go on like those like weird win streaks at the end of the year because they're all a bunch of, like young guys still, and then like I think they'll pull themselves out. But I I was gonna say um, to Brinkett, I know in the beginning of the year when he first got there, they were talking about like long term extensions with him and stuff. And I think now he's probably like, thank God I didn't sign a long-term extension here because he's not – I mean, it's some on him, obviously, too. you got to produce, right? But it's not a fit so far. And being an American player, another example, do you want to sign a long-term deal in Canada? Um, you know, there's a, plenty of places that will have him, you know, <laughs> a guy tuck 40 goals. You know, he, he's, he's a, he has a great shot. Like, he, he could play in a lot of places next year. But now what I wonder is, you remember they gave up a haul to get him at the draft – are they going to give up? A, are are they going to get a haul in return if they trade him at the deadline? Because I mean, he's you know if, his contract's up at the end of the year. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's like, do you just flip him back again? You know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's interesting. I mean, like I, obviously, Josh Norris going down doesn't help their season, but I feel like this is more than Josh Norris. You know, it's 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 kind of been a thing where this has been like Ottawa the last few years. I feel like DJ Smith's definitely on the hot seat. As much as like I know they like him there, Brady Kachuk tells me he loves him and stuff like that. When I've talked to Brady about it. It's just uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like when you when you're losing like this year after year after year, there's there's got to be somebody to to change. And they've already they've locked up a lot of these young guys. So I don't I don't know. I don't see a lot of a lot of it changing. But by the way, real quick on that Muzzin thing, it was it wasn't Muzzin that I thought I was skating. It was Brody. So Muzzin's out to like oh, February. Brody, yeah. Brody skating. Yeah. Still, the Leafs are. I mean, they are their blue line's a disaster right now. But they have an awesome offense. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. Yeah. Like Ottawa, I think it, it, it's that's real. T- like I, that that team cannot. It's a lot like the Sharks. Ownership can't afford like them to be bad again. Um. And they have a whole hey, ownership thing. Real quick, let's Ryan do our, let's do our bottom five projection right now. Since we're like talking about will they be bottom five? I mean, it's pretty, dude. It's pretty evident. Like it's now starting to become it. Oh. Like without looking, like without, without looking in order. Like I would have said. Columbus now because they I lost agree Columbus I agree okay Anaheim because their roster was already bad and they lost like they're really like they lost Drysital I mean Drysdale uh, Drysdale like it's a it's a shell yeah um and then Chicago because they are evidently tanking yep. you have Arizona then, uh, Arizona Arizona yeah. Yeah, Arizona's an AHL team and then the last one 
I really thought it would be. I I cannot believe that that Vancouver roster does not figure it out. Um, because dude, the way they're losing, it's not like they're getting blown out. Like they're like, I mean, God, the first five games of the season, they lost them all, and every single game they had a double digit lead. Right? Like that's in between. I the think games, they're gonna so fire Boudreaux too. So do I. And they just they just extended him this past year. But what I heard is. I asked around a little bit, and people were like, "Yeah, it wasn't the GM that that hired him; it was the owner that hired him. Like they, he wanted him, oh. and that's and that just doesn't work. Like a lot of times, it's usually like the GM has to go hand in hand with the you know the coach and that kind of thing. That's why, like, I think you see with like Dubis and stuff like that in Toronto, he has such like a long leash with like because Keith's his guy, obviously from like the OH. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think I agree with everything. Maybe I would take out Anaheim for either your Sharks or Buffalo. No way. Yours, Even after Drysdale? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like the team that has like the most like young like skill, like they always go on They're those. They're going to lose Klingberg. But here's the thing too. Crazy, straight, crazy thing. Anaheim hasn't won a game in regulation. Every yes, game has been in overtime. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Nuts. Like I didn't realize that until today when I was listening to the podcast. And by the way, um, going back to Buffalo real quick, because I just think about bad like toilet bowl teams, but uh, I listen to Craig Bay and uh, Andrew Peters podcast, like, the, in- sure. the Instigators, and I don't know why I listen to it because I'm not a Buffalo fan, but I like to listen to podcasts. Those sometimes. are dude, they bring back memories, man. I love watching. Yeah, and they're movies. just they're funny, they're interesting, they're they're blunt. Like I wish in St. Louis we almost had a podcast like that with former players where they're just kind of like the team sucks right now, and this is why. And it, it's kind of funny like listening to you know like since they since they played they haven't been good and he's like you know like peter's was saying like they haven't been good in like 10 years they've been in the same spot which is what you guys kind of said earlier like they just they always pick from like the same kind of area and he's you know he, he was just talking about he kind of he blames the pagulas the owners he's like you know the team is just they thought they could you i mean you guys remember this like the villy lanos the christian air that's what i'm saying every time they see like dude what was crazy is that like back in the mid 2000s when i like when i lived there yeah dude darcy regret had no money yeah. to spend like so he had to you know, nickel and dime yep. every single contract that he had to make that team good. Like Drury and Briere should not have been like superstars, but they were in Buffalo and they made it work. And then the second the Pagulas took over, they started spending money. And every single time that they have spent money, I mean, they Michael's is it Michael Samuelson? I believe. Yes, they signed that big deal. And apparently, like, he's he is like it's a weird signing, yeah. but from what everyone tells me in Buffalo, they're like that's a, yeah. that's going to be a good deal because no, but one, he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. Like he's and it's like I think it's that like, hurts dude, like, the team every too. time. Yeah, every time that they spend money, it blows up in their face. Sure. And you know, what I mean, like that's unfortunate. In the free agent like, market, right? Yeah, it's exactly like that. They've killed themselves. It's funny, like, dude, like Oak Pozo. Yeah, like, it's funny too. They uh, they talked about the Buffalo Bills, and they're like, apparently that Brandon Bean, their GM, and McDermott were kind of like, stay, like, because the Pagula's on that team too. Like, yep. leave us alone, and we'll take care of the football stuff. And look at how good the Bills are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bill the Bills are great. That 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 city demand or deserves it. But uh, before we get any further, guys, we got to give a shout out to the sponsor of our podcast, Gamer Saloon. If you are looking to get into wager matches for really any game or NHL, uh, make sure you check out GamerSaloon.com. They also have power hours where they'll give away free ten dollar wager matches. Uh, and again, check that out at the link down below. Uh, all right, guys. Um, let's talk. So, Elliot brought this up on on uh, Hockey Central, and over the last like three weeks, like what Carlson's doing is the, essentially the Carlson they signed. Carlson has never done this with the shot. People people think that he has been terrible. And again, this is box score watching. The year that they got him, 
um, that team was the best Sharks roster they've ever had. And when Carlson was playing great, and they were the best team in the league, even on top of for like an eight-week span over that that 123-point Tampa team. It just they then everyone got hurt, including Carlson, and he's gotten hurt almost every every single season. He's missed like 20 games, um, and it just looked like the only way the Sharks are going to get out of that contract is if he retires. No one ever could have prognosticated a hundred-point season and him looking like. Like every single time he touches the puck, it's like a little bit of luck, but you see the dude, there was a play. Benning scored a goal. Benning's not very good, but uh, it got fired up the boards, and Carlson had his stick jammed in the boards and let his skate like kind of behind him, and it kicked off of his stick right to Benning at the point. And it was like, I was like, dude, that's a Joe Thornton type of pass. Like he is just on it right now. And then Elliot started tweeting. I saw some I saw some tweets or from the Sharks beat reporters about like, you know, Greer's open to the possibility of trade. Well, like no no shit. You know, like if they have an eleven point five million dollar player who is not gonna return his value, he's got four more years, like obviously they're open to trading, right? But then Elliot brought up the fact that like it's a thing. Like it could be a thing. What do you think the percentage that Eric Carlson actually gets moved? I think it's like twenty, just because how how difficult is that? how many years does he have left? Or it's it's got four after this one. It would have to be one of the first, I believe, of its kind, which would be a double a double buyout or double retain. So the Sharks retain a little bit. Another team is involved. Arizona, they retain like another little bit, and then the other team gets something, and the in the Arizona would get like you know a draft pick, yeah, or, you know, something. Yeah, but how much? So like, if if that's the case, though, that's four more years at, at, at retaining salary. The team that would tra- like you'd have to give up such a massive haul for that, wouldn't what, you? What do you mean? Like the Sharks would? No, 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 no. The team that eventually lands him. Oh, if they because like again the max that you can retain it would be half of the contract. Yeah, so that would yeah, be so your, it'd be twenty five each, right, for the sharks, and then in this in, instance, uh, yeah. yeah. So so that'd still be what like two point eight per team, hundred percent. So what's crazy was before Ottawa was like absolutely just falling apart um, at the beginning of this, like a couple weeks ago, like Ottawa made a lot of sense because they have a lot of prospects. They need to win now, and a you know reunion of the. I don't think Eric Carlson wants to go back to Ottawa because especially how it ended yeah. with Hoffman and his, and his wife, but th- it's not like they didn't have a life there. I think they so still have a house like there. So it's not like it's impossible. Yeah, yeah like there. it's not that that isn't that isn't the same as someone going to Ottawa when they've never been there like to bring it. It's not the same as to bring it. Um so that made a lot of sense, but now I don't see how Ottawa can give up future assets for Eric Carlson at at 30 32 like He's going to get hurt. Yeah. He's just, you know what I mean? Like, this is not someone who's had freak injuries. This is a guy who has a bad groin, a bad ankle, and he can't, like, you know, he he's still a magician on the breakout and in the offensive zone. But he's so soft in the defensive zone. And eventually, like, he's going to either play himself or getting hurt because he's the, the removal of Brent Burns made this all possible. And I said this before the season. I think that the thing that was hurting Carlson the most as a shark is that they had Brent Burns. It was a right-handed shot and Burns had 30 minutes a night and they couldn't play in the same pairing. So now that you have like an alpha on the back end, that is a puck mover when they both were, it, it makes it a lot better for him. But so here's I my mean, question for you though. Like, let's say hypothetically, yeah. cause like I'm you know, trying to figure out what his value is. Cause you have to add that onto mm-hmm. a trade. If he hit the free agency market today, Eric Carlson, free agency, let's say, no, no, I know he can't for four years. Let's yeah, say he yeah. did. What do you think a contract for him would be? 
Injury after risk this there, after this season. Injury risk is there. He's obviously older than you know uh, what you would probably desire. Like, what do you think a fair fair value would be? Fair? What do you think? He would what get? do you think? Market market. I value. think he would get eight. Do you think he would get eight? If you have a, he might he might hit a hundred. Like he is. I think that I, I think that re-injury risk is so high. Like it is. Yeah, we're we're saying that he doesn't get in. I think he gets six, and he like five, and I think that'd be an overpayment probably because I think Same. I think yeah. in the back end of the deal, like I was listening to Andy Strickland today talk with Tim Peel about this exact topic, and even Strick was like, "Yeah, like you know, this year he's awesome, right? But like, what about two, three? Like, you don't even know. Like, it could be next year. I mean, it's just so random, and he could be, you know, back to not like he was god awful or anything, but it's just you know." I mean, who knows? I mean, that it's it's a, it's a risky thing because of the injuries he had with it. Because you know, like it's all yeah, lower because he was never like a great skater. Right. It's all like lower like, body, so it's you know, yeah. it's you know, once he you was at the beginning part of this career, but then he had an ankle injury, right. I believe. Once you like lose your lower point. half, it's it's or you know, it, yeah. it deteriorates. It's tough. So in this instance, then we're assuming like at least two first, right? That's like the starting conversation. Oh, man, if it's double retained, that's something different because then the Sharks would probably get something too. Like, I don't I because this deal, this is the type of deal that hasn't like happened yet in the NHL yeah. because it would have to because there's no way the Sharks could retain enough. And if they don't, the team get like, because if you just said, is if you guys both just said his thing at 6.5, let's pretend that the other general managers are like that. There's no way the Sharks would make a trick unless you're getting, oh man, like you're getting, like, because they have so much dead money already. They have the retaining Burns. They have, I believe, two point two million on Burns for another two seasons, and then they have Martin Jones's buyout, and Vlasic is getting bought out. Yeah. So they're they're gonna have like a you know eight million dollars in retained or ten. You know, the, I mean, the longer they happen. hold on to him, though, they they're only hurting themselves. It's the thing. Like the Sharks, it's so weird this year. They're not an awful team, okay. only due to a few players. Hey, this is awful. this is the year though, Kesso. Like what you just said, the longer they hold, on. if I'm doing it, I'm doing they it. They can't get rid everyone. Of this you thing. have to do it yeah. this year. You have to do it as soon as you everyone. can. Like what, once another injury happens or something, like yes. All Leafs, those possibilities Ottawa, are what, yeah, Blues. Once, I mean, I mean, I go down. The, there's I, like probably 10, 15 teams that are looking for a defenseman right now. It's crazy. I was, I was reserved to the fact that the only way Carlson is gone from the Sharks if retires because of injury. Yeah, and that's a real possibility, right? Like he, he just might be like, "Hey, that's it." Um, it is the only way the Sharks would ever get out of that contract. No one would have thought that he became Carlson again. This is better than his best season, right? Like he's, he's just absolutely going off and. The fact that he has done that, if Greer can, I was saying this on stream, if Greer can pull this off, that is a Doug Wilson level deal. Like, and again, like I've, I've talked about how Doug Wilson, in my opinion, is one of the best general managers, like in the last like two decades because of, you know, obviously he didn't win a cup, but he stayed rel- he stayed dominant for 20 seasons and that he swung for the huge things. If you can get out of Eric Carlson, after you inherited that, like that's insane. And it, they need to get bad. But the problem is like, I don't know. Cause like ownership, ownership can't want Carlson's contract. And, uh, but ownership also can't have empty stands. And it's like, they can't be losers. Like if they lose Carlson right now to their defense is Matt Bennett. Dude, just deal with it. I'm sorry. It, it's way more yeah, valuable long term. Like that's I what agree. I hate about some of that thinking though. It's way more valuable long term to just suck for a couple. Is years. there owner rich? Like I, all, I all owners are rich, rich, but like, yeah. do they have a, like a one guy that's like super rich or is it multiple people? Like how is there? He's so Platner. It's, it's one guy. Okay. So it's like, I'm, I'm assuming like, I'm sure every, every ownership and like, has a, has a and bunch. he's like super rich. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he is, he has made it where it's like, we, he's like, we're not doing a full rebuild. They've stayed. Well, if he's they super rich and he can handle a rebuild. He might say it, 
because he's just trying to save face publicly. But like the Blues, for example, like it'd be tough for them to rebuild with. Part of me, yeah. dude, part of me thinks, so I went out to San Jose in March and it's kind of jarring because I, for, for the city of San Jose is incredible. Like you go down to like, I, I don't remember the names. I don't want to say Santa Monica, but it's not that the, the, there's a place about three blocks away and it's like they're downtown and it was, it's incredible. Like it's, it's absolutely beautiful place. It's always 75 degrees. Like it is nuts, but there's about a block or surrounds it on all sides where it's like foreclosed garbage that is um that is getting renovated and like the whole block is being turned into just a bunch of stuff and i'm wondering if like they're trying to sell that and if the team is terrible like wonder if that makes it harder like i don't know i'm, I'm trying to think of something box here but i have he, no idea i don't know if that's correlated he's worth but still 7.7 billion okay mm-hmm. they're fine they're making rebuild I, no, you're not telling me like that's what i'm saying like i'm, I'm annoyed by this no no, no. i'm not i'm not arguing with you i'm just saying i think they'll rebuild because that's that's a lot of money i think that i think that they have no choice yeah they tried again this season greer went out and signed that entire bottom six and whatever yeah and it's not gonna work and the meyer contract i think more interesting the that Carlson is more trade. if the my because like they're gonna have to decide they signed hurdle for eight years uh, um geez. they're gonna have to give Meyer like the same kind of thing for like nine mil and uh that's a decision because if they do that like they have to keep going yeah that i do that's it so sucks tough, but man. like you have like you have to because like you know the and, problem is with the sharks is like their contract situation is so bad dude that, what like, sucks is that like those guys are great players but they're not like foundational like franchise players right that you're forced into paying the eight to nine million <laughs> hurdle is a top five second line center in the league borderline first line center right like and like that borderline and meyer is uh, probably a bottom 15 like right wing like on most like if you if you lined up the best right wingers right like meyer's probably around 15 all i know is he fires the puck and i like him for that reason but yeah he is he just releases that biscuit (laughs) that's all he does i mean you could still like resign meyer and you know and do, and do like a re like you know like a rebuild like on the fly type of thing i mean look at like la and i'm not saying that like their rebuild was like kind of relatively quick you know what i mean and you can get a relatively they quick drafted they drafted right right really but i mean well. look but honestly look at who on their team from their draft if you think about it though if you think about it who has made well, their back end it was jersey and uh that because they back right end, but the he back was, but those guys good. weren't picked and Mikey and no, that's, that's what's crazy. crazy. That those guys, Turcotte's done nothing. Turcotte's done nothing. Byfield's been rather, you know, okay. Like Velarde finally. Velarde, yeah, Velarde stepped it up. But if you look at, it's like their signings. You know what I mean? Like they they brought in Arvidsson in a trade. Their side, they you know they signed Fiala. Um, the Deneau's been awesome. Yeah. So it's like you don't know. I mean, the Sharks. I could see them. Like Kessler said, get rid of Carlson, and you know, you know, sign Meyer. He's only twenty. Six, I think he's 26 the yeah. one yeah, yeah so the one the you know I don't know I, I'm really I didn't like this at the beginning because it's hard it's hard to watch the Sharks it's very weird I've never been through this as a sports fan really like even because as a Red Sox Patriots fan I've really never seen them been awful for an extended period of time in my life but like the Sharks like I want them to lose but when I'm watching I don't want that obviously like I you know what I mean like I, I want to want I want to see them dominate I want to see them make the playoffs all that but it's not realistic expectations they're and when you don't make the playoffs, what you want to see is hope, right? The problem is, is that like all of their kids are in the AHL and they finally have a really good prospect group and 
they're not letting them touch the NHL. And at the beginning of the season, I was like, man, like, come on, give me something. And now I'm like, man, if they can get rid of all those guys, spend a lot of money on a couple of big free agents, again, that would be a huge, brutal, like, you know what I mean? Like that, but if that's rebuild wise, right? Like we just talked about to bring it, you know? They like signed to bring it. You guys and, need D. You, know, you guys need D. Eklund, yeah, the defense is really good. You need a goalie. A goalie and D. Vlasic's, Vlasic's the worst part of the team. Like, he is an AHL-level defenseman that's making $7 million a year for another three, four seasons. Like, it's way worse than Carlson. So that's a buyout because I believe it drops drastically. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, anyways, enough about the Sharks. That was a lot about Yeah, let's sharks. talk about a team that is kind of like the Sharks that doesn't reveal. Kessel's Penguins and Malkin hitting 1K games. Yeah, and another I guy that was, it. I mean, people thought he was gone this summer. I mean, that was like a real thing. I talked to Chad Ruedel. <laughs> he lives in St. Louis. He's one of the Penguins defensemen. And, and like, he gave me a little insight, like in the, the, the team group chat. And he's like, we thought he was gone. Like it, it was coming down to like the 11th hour. I think, I think Malkin had his feelings hurt a little bit in, in the summertime and yeah, that's but it's okay. He like. came back. Um, yeah, we were talking about before we pressed the record. It was awesome seeing that video they uh, posted. Um, yeah, Nikita, his his son, reading the starting lineup, and then Malkin was crying. And then I'm sitting in my room working, but like I'm on my phone and I'm crying a little bit because <laughs> you know just growing up watching him, uh, he still looks good. Love to yeah. see it. Um, so we were talking also about that centennial season, right? They released the top yes. 100 players. Um, Malkin was snubbed on that list. It was a it was a very popular snub. Like, people still bring it up. And Taves was, like, you know, top 40 or something at yep. the time. Because I think this was after I such a bad, three cups. I, I'm, I'm in a minority. I'm not a big Taves. I think I can't 
It's I, the cops. I don't know That's if what I was a person or whatever. Cops, if you replace if you replace Hayes on that team with Malkin, they they win three plus two. You know, probably, it's yeah. it's like Malkin Malkin might go down as the most underrated player of all time. Um, and that's just because he was behind Crosby his whole career. That's it, yeah. I was gonna say, like, it's, it's dry sidle, dude. Yeah, exactly. Gonna be, it, it's gonna be the same exact thing. Plus, like a European player, a little bit more like timid, I guess. Like, not as like into yeah. the publicity stuff. Not outspoken. But it's kind of funny though, because if you look at like Crosby and McDavid, they're both like not the greatest uh, media personalities. Like McDavid, <laughs> McDavid has the most McDavid's awkward pictures awful, ever man. taken of him. He gets him. He gets himself in so much trouble by trying to not cause trouble. Well, yeah, it happened like, with that um, team. It. Canada thing whenever he had that quote yeah. right like he doesn't awful yeah um but yeah back to Malkin I mean it's great to see um I'm so glad he's gonna finish his career as a penguin unless something crazy happens he signs a deal after that um and they're turning it around a little bit I think they have like a three is it a three game win streak right now uh maybe it's two I forget um so they they just reunited for some reason they uh, put Raquel back to the second line a little bit whenever Gensel came back but they have Gensel Crosby and, and Raquel back together and that's one of the best lines in the league I think right now Raquel's been awesome um, so they'll, they'll continue to do well I, I feel pretty strong and uh, confident about them uh, continuing this yeah I think they'll be fine like they'll they'll definitely I mean the Islanders look good too. Man, the Metro is the Metro is pretty good. Oh, there is one the more Devils team I wanted to bring up though, because I'm surprised at their record. And I, I think they'll be fine. And that's the Florida Panthers. You guys, I don't know if you've watched any of the games. I haven't, so I do want to ask. They're getting like fifty shots a game. They're their underlying like uh advanced stats are really good. They're just losing games. I I have only watched one Panthers game, uh, but I, again I think they do they you lose like adding Kachuk is still but like losing your two two uh, two of your three best players probably after after Barkov like that's gotta be a, an adjustment yes you know so like I feel like you know like that's gotta be tough and take some time. And not to mention, it's so much of a different play. Player. Well, and Ekblad's only played like eight games too, so I, I think that's been like an issue. Obviously, I mean, like he's a number one for them, so it's, yeah. it, it's tough with Ekblad. And and I mean, obviously, I mean, Bob hasn't been playing as good as you know <laughs> that contract. That contract is going to be what cost them a cup. Yeah, I, I said the second it was signed or like made, I was like, that's I think the dumbest one. Did. Yeah, it's just like they were, they had no sh- like they needed to win. And they needed a big splash because, like, that's not a team that can't just afford to always be bad. Um, I'll always respect the team for going for it. Yeah, like I will. I think that the people that like, like, uh, famously, what Columbus did when all those play, all those play, like, Dush- I think it was Duchesne. They were all free agents, and Kekalina was like, "Nope, we're going for it." Like, and they weren't anything special. Like, they were not like. I have. You can never give them crap about that, and I think. Bob was like the because they tried to land Panarin too, like it was going to yeah, be that was really they were until John Davidson got in the way at, with the Rangers yeah. and and obviously his ties with Columbus. I mean, I think with um the Florida thing too is like Bob that was like Dale Talent just trying to save his butt before he got fired too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that too too. But uh, I'll, I'll say this like Quin- I think that I said this before. Um, obviously Quinville deserved to be fired hundred percent needs to be suspended for, you know, a year or however much long for his involvement in, in, in what went on in Chicago. Um, I think that Florida gives Tampa a run and maybe like they, you know, win like, a, I think that them having a rookie coach with the team that they had really hurt them when they got down yeah. against Tampa. And I think that like, you know, 
It just that that was that was pretty tough. Obviously. We uh, but yeah, they'll be fine. We got to bring up since like it's kind of fitting with Florida. Huberto returned obviously with Uyghur and uh, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Like him and Barkov. Barkov saw him a puck down the ice and he buried one in, in, in the warm up and the fans went nuts. Just like old times and uh, Huberto scores the game winner in the shootout. Now it's time to like kind of. I mean, it's so early still. I mean, we're only like twenty games in the season altogether. But revisiting that trade and just you know early reactions to it. I mean. I definitely think, like you guys were kind of saying, like I think like losing Uyghur actually hurt the most, maybe because that's like where the, that's like where they were like weakest on Florida. But I think in the long term, like Matthew Kachuk is just he's just so good. He's such a gamer, and I think they for like the playoffs, like you're gonna notice Florida, like in, if they make the playoffs, like I think they will. And apparently, I was like they reading will. some stuff today with Duclair returning soon. They're gonna have to like, I mean, they they're, they've been playing like when uh, Ekblad was out, they they played a game like down a guy like. They're they're right there on the cap, so they're gonna have to trade like a like a Duclair or a Bennett or a Reinhardt just to like kind of you know alleviate some of that money issue. But the thing I was saying though, kind of about like the Kachuk is, I just think he's just such a gamer in the playoffs. I think that's like a better move for them right now. And like Huberto, you're kind of seeing like yeah, he put up 115 points, whatever. But you kind of see like when Daryl Sutter's like, I want you to play this way because this is what won me cups in LA, and this is what you know, this is what wins. I mean, he's on the third line right now. And I, I don't think people, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an adjustment. The guy's driving his Lamborghini to the ring. Now he's driving a, like a pickup truck. He's got to play for Daryl <laughs> Sutter. Pill, you know, it, it just, is cold out there right other, now too. It's a whole different life. And I always say like the first year of a guy going like that was somewhere for a long time. Like just give him a year. Like I watched Falk here. And say, Hockey's yeah, is so much different than all the other sports. Like we, we, I mean, we're going to talk about nostalgia and like the changing way. Cause that, that was brought up in the comment section. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like in the NFL, when a mass player are changed, like it's very um, position based, where like they can excel and do their job. It's not relying on chemistry as much. Receivers and and quarterbacks, yes, but like you know, most positions when they make when there's a lot of turnover, it's not as bad. Hockey, like it's so fast that you don't have time to like not know where your boys are at, you know. Yeah. And I think that like just what you alluded to, like same thing with like Ottawa. When we brought up earlier, like it just takes a lot of time to get those big like you know and i you look at the calorie roster and like when they separate huberto and everyone like dude they have a deep team he's still getting I, almost 20 minutes a game on the third line because like i was following yeah. oh yeah I saw he's his, getting all it was it was demoted or whatever but right. like he, he has four points in five games it seems to be working out i know it's i know it's not the 115 point pace that he right. was on last year or whatever but it's just telling because you know what he's doing sutter he's trying to put him with like dube and coleman and like you know he's not putting them with Lindholm and Cadre. I mean, he has played with them. Obviously, it's just funny because, I mean, he's not he's not going to get anywhere close to 115 points. I think I think everyone knew that kind of. He got the bag though. Oh, for sure. It doesn't doesn't matter. Hey, I've seen a workout where you you sign a player and your superstars on the third line. Whenever we put Kessel on the third line with (laughs) Benino and Haglin, one year cut. So like, maybe that's the Huberto Backlund Coleman line or something. I don't know, but it could work out. Yeah. Dude, that line stepped over the boards with Brandon Dillon and Rowan Polak, and it was literally three minutes. Dude, I hated watching. It was so that, unfair because that was your third line. Like, it, 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 was, it was, it was, it was bad. Uh, okay, we mentioned this earlier too about thing, American Thanksgiving. There's a big stat. I think it's like eighty percent. You have an eighty percent chance in the NHL if you are in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving. I believe American Thanksgiving is coming up. I'm a Canadian. Leave me alone. It's been a while since yeah, I've lived it's, in, it's the in two days. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so the East is very interesting because I see two somewhat – was Detroit. 
is currently in a wild card spot, but it's what's outside. So Montreal is three points back of a playoff spot, and then it's Philly and Washington. Washington looks like no Backstrom and the and the Kemper signing is just not working out. So let's assume that that no, I'm mean, we're in agreement that Montreal and Philly are not making the playoffs. Oh uh, yeah, I'm in I'm in agreement. Yeah, there. they won't okay. make it. Apologize, Habs fan, but like let's be real. Um, I'm gonna get so much hate for that. Uh, Florida, Pittsburgh are on the outs. The Rangers and Detroit are in the wild card spot. Yep. We just said we think Florida's gonna make the playoffs. Yep. So who falls out, Detroit? I think Detroit. it's Detroit. Yep, I think it's Detroit. Okay. Do you think? What's crazy to me is, do you think Pittsburgh makes it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who do they take out? The Islanders? Um, I think the Islanders can fall out. I even think the Rangers can. I I know Dude, I know Rangers, I know I know Rangers I'm always anti Rangers I know it's just I I'm with you man I I said this last year that they overachieved because they had one of the best statistical goaltenders in the history Chris Kreider had an amazing year 50 goals it's yeah. not happening this year like maybe it is the right man the Rangers not making the playoffs would be so bad for that organ like, you know like the I feel like the goalie's too good that he'll somehow it is that's what I'm saying like, I, I feel like it's just like, gonna be a three way battle with like the pit like Pitt Florida. And the Rangers, and you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. It's just a, it's, it, yeah, I want to see is. Toronto survive that decor collapsing because of injury, and then it's Murray and Samsonov and Shalgren. Shalgren. Yeah. It's like that isn't guaranteed, even with awesome. Like, I feel most I comfortable with Boston, Tampa, Carolina. I like I said, I know the Devils. I know the Devils like are so far yeah. ahead. I you just never know with hockey. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, I never thought the Blues would go zero and eight. Like you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah they're on a thirteen game heater. They're gonna lose. They're gonna have a terrible losing streak at one point in the year too. It's just if you can stop those losing streaks, you don't want to mm-hmm. get them past three or four games. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying the Devils are falling playoff spot. So all the Devils fans that are gonna be acting like I'm a hater, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. They're not gonna, you know, be at this pace all year. They're I'm not sure. gonna win fifty in a row, but yeah, yeah. I, I just think they're too. Solid. I mean, they might. I mean, this isn't like the Crosby uh, days, you know, where like they're just disgusting and like, you know, I, I don't think they're like that or you know, the, the Avalanche teams, you know, it's, but they're good. I just the uh, I let's talk about Shane Wright. Yeah. So what's going on with Shane Wright right now is they are Seattle is clearly um, manipulating the ability to send him to the AHL. So for anyone that doesn't know, he is an OHL player, and if they were to send him down, he can't go to the AHL. He has to go to the OHL. Issue is is that Kingston, as a avid OHL watcher, Kingston is awful, and he's not going to get a Memorial Cup run. And I think that if he goes back, he probably wrecks the league. So I was listening to uh, Hockey Central. or Sorry, 32 Thoughts, Hockey Central. Um, 32 thoughts and, uh, Elliot brought up this thing about how Shane Wright's development has been the absolute most devastating on a prospect that was this high end in like potentially like ever because his first year he he got the exceptional stats and then it's like COVID hit. He was told that he was going to play. He signed in the OHL COVID hit and the OHL didn't open up. WHL did for a little while. The, obviously the Americans in, that's why the Americans dominated that draft. Uh, he got, and then, and then, you know, he comes back and it's a shortened season and um, all the COVID restrictions again, but he didn't have a, he had kind of an underwhelming season. And now he got, he fell to Seattle and Seattle was like, okay, let's try and get it going. And he has been the coach, like the coach does not have faith in him. And uh, that's gotta be tough on him because obviously you saw him at the draft, like his bravado. He take, he took pride in being first overall. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's always been a winner and it's like, 
you get a guy like that where like now nah, dude like we don't have faith in you to right now currently but he can't go back to the ohl because again the team is so bad um so like what so what's happening now let's get like this let's do this up what seattle has done is if you can if you sit someone for five games they've sat long enough where they can go on a conditioning stint they can go down to the ahl and play a maximum of five games uh which is big which i didn't realize was a thing and then at the end of the five games they have to be called back up they have to sit for five more and then they can go back down um and they actually got kind of screwed because i believe mccann got hurt in what would have been he sat for four McCann got hurt in the day of, and they had to throw right in, and that reset his clock. He missed four again, and now he misses five, and they sent him down to Coachella, and he just scored tonight. He just awesome. scored an hour ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it works out where he'll play five in the AHL, come back for a game against Montreal, which I feel like Seattle might play him, and then the World Juniors start, and basically a month is off, right? What do you think that they should do with Wright? And and do you think that this is like Kotkin Yemi all over again, where it just seems like a total mismanagement of a prospect and potentially damaging for like ever? Let's start with you, Padre. Um, they can send him back after the World Juniors, though, right? Back to jun- like to the junior team? Uh, he can go back to the OHL at, at, at the thing, and it's all going to depend on, I'm assuming they're getting pressure from the from the Seattle, from Seattle to get a trade in place. Yeah, I think like Seattle's like giving them time. And they know they're going to send him, send him to the World Juniors, and they, I don't want him back in the OHL. Yeah, this is the dogs. I mean, I I feel like development wise, this this is it might not be that bad because I know it sounds like crazy because like he should have been probably playing like right now, and that that's not good development. But he should be in the AHL. Like, you know, that's where yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like yeah, but being able to like you know practice with the NHL or live the life, see what it's like, and then get it taken away from you, and then you got to go back down, and then realize like I was there. You know, what I mean, I want to be back there. And maybe next year, like he comes up and, you know, there's more of like a role for him. Cause clearly like right now they're, they're, they're in more of like a, we need to win because we didn't, we, you know, last year was not good. I mean, I just see him taking like Winberg's spot ultimately, you know, down the road. Cause I think it'll be him and Veneers down the middle eventually. For sure. And I think that's what they, yeah, that's what they hope. And I, I just feel like this might not be the worst thing, you know, go down the HL five games by that time. Like you, you listen to the same thing I did and they'll play against Montreal and then he'll, you know, then he'll go to the World Juniors, and then after that, you know, whatever. So it might be like a lost year in terms of, you know, playing so much, but I think it'll be like maybe good for him ultimately in the end. I hope so, man. Like it, it sucks to see like like again. I don't think we're gonna see like the impact of what COVID did to like obviously the world, but like we're we're, talk, we're a hockey podcast, so we're talking about hockey. Like that year, again, someone who lives in a city with an OHL team, and I go to every single game, and like the loss of a season, the OHL, like the CHL, the world, the world, like uh, the, the major junior leagues, they have like a three year window, and it's so fat. Like you get a play, your team is bad, your team is bad, you get a high pick, you get the, you get someone that is going to be drafted high or looks like an NHLer, you have them for like two seasons, and you're in charge of their development, and then they're drafted. And more often than not, they get one more year in the OHL. But man, losing basically a season and a half of development where you're not playing, like he was not playing, where is just devastating to like development of a of a career, right? And you saw his last OHL season, why he fell to four is that he was not dominant in the OHL. Like he was he was great, and I believe it was over a point per game, but it was not like exceptional status, you know, what it looked like he was going to be. It looked like he was gonna be like John Tavares kind of situation. Um but yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm, I, as again, selfishly as an OHL fan, like, I'm glad that the, that, that, uh, that clause is in place where like they have to go back to the OHL 
mm-hmm. or the CHL, the WQ, because that that project protects those leagues. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it's a uh, it's gonna be crazy. I, I'm a huge Wright fan. After meeting him at the draft and seeing his look on his face, like that he didn't go one, like he wanted to go one for to go one. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to be a winner, and like that. There's like I think in sports, like that's something that should be, de- you know, desired. Um, so we'll we'll have to see. All right, let's bring up the nostalgia talk. Yeah. Tess, I'm gonna let you take this away because someone disagreed. I believe in my Discord too. Yeah, yeah, and that. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna set the table. So then you can go. Um, basically, in the last episode, we talked about how I me and Padre both said that we think the NHL has changed more than any other sport um in, in terms of you know how it's played and, and those big rivalries and everything like that and uh other sides so Kessler, you know. yeah and i i disagreed and i think we were at the tail end of the podcast where i'm like oh we can go for an hour on this thing um because you guys you you said sleeves you know the nhl has changed more than any other sport um you know you're looking at like rivalries and stuff like what we used to watch as kids um and i i think there was a heavy nostalgia bias and i also think like i the only other sport i really watch is the nfl and I think that's changed like a, a ton as well, right? Like just because I don't, I don't know. Way higher scoring league now. Um, there's so many more roles, not just against like uh, hitting the quarterbacks, but like uh, defensive pass interference, right? Like, like whenever Ty Law and the Patriots, uh, whenever they dominated, you remember that? Like they had to put in like new roles because the, they were so good. Um, and I also have to think like, like it's just back to the nostalgia thing. Like my, my favorite era of hockey is like the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I think we're all that way because we're that age. Some of our favorite players that we've ever watched were around there. But I think whenever we speak like 20 years from now, um, there's going to be a lot of people that are 30 then. Um, and they'll be like, well, we got to watch like McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin, et cetera, like all at the same time, kill McCarr, um, and I, I think no matter what, it's always going to be like that. Like whatever era you grew up watching Maybe, was yeah. the best one. So. Um, and that's how it is. I for just a lot like of I'm things. more way. I find that I'm way more. I'm way more interest, invested into hockey. It, well, first of all, it's my job. Yeah. Um, it, and I just don't feel like the same. I don't know. I guess this is like I. I nostalgia is definitely definitely a part of it. I guess like. Cause you just don't have any responsibility. So all you know is like all good times basically. So maybe, maybe it has something to do with what's going on as well. Hey Padre, like, do you think that like the, the era that we watched the early two thousands and whatnot, and that like, do you think that's nostalgia or do you think that like that style of hockey was just better? Um, and you won a cup. So it's like, I don't know. I, part of the reason why I liked the way we won the cup was because we did play that style of hockey. We banged, we hit, we fought a little bit. The way it was big, strong, mean team. Um, you know, I, I miss the physicality a lot. You know, I just, you don't, you see, a, there's there's not a ton of night-to-night basis in the NHL regular season. Fights are so far down. Like I said before in the podcast, I understand fightings with CTE. I know all the, all the stuff. I get it. I'm just saying, like, there's just not the hatred there used to be. When there's when there's something, like, like look how, like, I used this few, few weeks ago, the example, just, like, like, Matthew Kachuk is, like, the bar in the league to, like, set, like, a fire almost. You know, like, between him and Dowdy and him and Cassian. And, you know, now now he's going to probably do something to the Lightning in the next few. You know what I mean? It's, it's always something with Kachuk or Brendan Lemieux. And he, you know, he bit Brady's finger. It's just, you know, there's there's not, you know, Marshan when he licked, you know, his face. That was, you know, yeah, that's funny. That's I, I like that stuff. But that's the kind of stuff that's yeah. just like, oh, my gosh. And I feel like that kind yeah. of stuff happened all the time back in the day. Not the licking of the face, but... Dude, you know the the as a the stuff like that you know what i mean 
going to all those Sabres games, like in their like greatest, probably the, the 2005 Sabres has got to be the best Sabre team ever. Yeah. Like, even though they went to the cup, like it's got to be the best, their best team. Um, even like that era, like those three couple of years, the year before the lockout and after the lockout, man, I remember the, like the brawl, like dude, when was the last time we saw it, for anyone that is not old enough, if you were born after 2000, I need you guys to go and watch on YouTube. It'll, it'll look awful, which makes me sad too. It makes me feel really, really old. Cause when you go watch old hockey highlights, man, even if it's like back in like 2004, you would think that like, Oh, it's not that bad. It is like VHS, um, <laughs> auto or Ottawa and Philly. It is a, it is a, a two teams. It was always, it was always the Leafs, Philly and Ottawa in a circle. One of them would just knock each other out every single year. And it was in, uh, I don't even think it was a playoff game. And I believe it's the record for the most penalty events of all time. And I can remember watching this on SportsCenter like the next day. It is one of the funniest videos you will watch as a hockey fan because it is a line brawl and then a line brawl and then another one. And then when it's Martin Havlat and like, I think Spezza was still there and you're like, oh, there's no way. And then they drop oh, the gloves Donald and Brashear, the announcers. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! The announcers are laughing because they're like, "Oh, it's over!" Like there's, you know, there's five guys left on the bench, and it's like every single player on both teams was so committed to not giving an inch. It's and it's that is not ever going to happen. It's crazy because like Sammy Kapanen's in there, and like that's yeah, a guy dude. that would never fight. I just pulled that it, video up. It is. It is such a hilarious video to watch because once you get to like the fourth line brawl you're like there's no way it could happen again there's no way there's like three guys on the bench and they drop the puck and immediately all of them are just like let's go and like ding 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 and i remember watching uh you know ray emery fight andrew peters and marty like he absolutely broke marty baron who still was like i'm gonna go fight a professional boxer because like ray emery was like i'm pretty sure he was an amateur boxer Marty Baron is not a fighter. Got no. ab- he's got his bell rung, and Andrew Peters went and fought him, and it was like line brawls. And I don't think, again, I don't think that's great for the health of the players, hundred percent. And I don't think that should happen every game. But do you think we'll ever see anything like that again? No, we like, won't. But I, but I think like so, it, it's not the same thing. But back to that though, like whenever we look at that time period, uh, yeah, one of the reasons that like you know, obviously Lemieux had health issues, but during that time. Um, you had some like not skilled players that were making it in the league just because they were holding and just playing the most boring style of hockey. And those types yeah. of players, we saw it right after the lockout. Darian Hatcher, you know, signed to the to the Flyers. Mm-hmm. That guy couldn't hang in the new NHL. You can't hide those bad players anymore. You know, like you just can't. Like you're not going to dress a fighter um, and play him eight minutes because they're just going to like crush your team. We we're just talking about the, you know. And it, it's so funny because like what ends up happening is the guys that can do that and have a, have that snarl are like the most sought at like kachuk dude kachuk is like the ultimate enigma like, because he's amazing yeah. and he does that which is awesome yeah like he's and like tom wilson was like people teams would have paid seven million dollars a year for him because he could pot 30 or 40 points and but he would you know obviously his hits were brutal and he was yeah. easily one of the dirtiest players but like he would fight anyone or for the most part and cause like a ruckus and teams desperately wanted that and i think that you're right like because the game has gone so skilled and maybe it's this this might be the thing because we're old that what people will now remember like you basically have to have a score is like your your punch in the head or your fight like you know what i mean like a goal like you know what i mean and i i like equate that to like you know uh like baseball 
like when a team hits a home run mm-hmm. and like they're not gonna fight right but like a, a, like batista's home run like you know what i mean like that's a answer back via offense and i guess like that's just what it is in hockey now and i guess yeah maybe because we didn't we got to see what happens when it's the only sport we said this last week it's the only sport where you can legally answer the bell yep and these guys are just, you know what I mean? There's a lot of them that have so much pride and are willing to just throw bombs at each other to, to prove it, right? And, you know, again, I don't think it's where I want to see a, a line brawl every single time. But I, watching the Leafs, we can. I think every Leafs fan listening, one of the most frustrating things that you've got to feel about the team over the last five years is not the fact that you don't have talent. This is probably the most talented players that will ever play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. No one wants to beat someone up if they're losing. Yeah. You know? Like, in the playoffs, what used to happen was you would lose, but at the last five minutes, <laughs> you were making sure that they were getting a piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was guaranteed that they were getting a piece no matter what because the next game, you're going to make sure that they remember, and there is none of that. And th- that's the tough part. I think, like, that's the part that I like that that I think was... was Because, man, yeah, you as a sports fan, you love your team, and you want to hate someone else. Right, yeah. and I just feel like there isn't a lot of hate. Like as a Penguins fan, is there a team that you? No, detest? there's there's not a team I is hate there? right now. And I I think another thing that plays into this is it's not even like sports related. I guess is that like back then your way of consuming media was like watching Sports Center, right? Yeah. And like moments lived for a little bit. Like you would talk about them at work the next day or at school or something. But like with with the internet now, it's just like everything happens and it's forgotten in, a, in the next like in yes. twenty minutes. Back then, it wasn't like there's there wasn't that much shit going on. Like they're just it was like Sports Center. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like there wasn't the next game. there wasn't much going on. So it's like moments live. It, it and that's what that like music and movies and stuff like that. Like a, a big movie came came out and like people talked about it all summer, right? But like that doesn't you know everything's forgotten in a, in a day or two just because we're in that information age. Yeah, the the closest thing I think, like I said, is the recently like brawl wise was the. The Kachuk thing was starting, but then like Mike Smith and Cam Talbot finally, you know what I mean? There was a goalie fight, and when I, but anytime there's a goalie fight, because me being a goalie, I think it's so sick. And you know that was like my favorite thing when I was a kid. Is like, oh my gosh, goalie fight, you know? Because like the last one before that, God, I mean, do you remember the Brent Johnson one? Yeah, when he pumped uh, DPH on the eye. That was that was. was uh, You've never seen the the if you haven't watched the documentary on the. I mean, I was too young, just too young to really appreciate the Avalanche and the Red Wings. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that is the that is good and wild. I actually think that was too far because dudes were trying to end people's lives. Oh yeah, but like that was two teams that hate every single human being on both those rosters hated each other with a passion. Like yeah. they like it was just, like it, it was that was almost scary. Like I feel like that is the complete other end of the spectrum. But like yeah, like <laughs> dude. The the goalie the Vernon and Wah, man, and Vernon is not a big dude. Oh. And they just Same with Osgood. He wasn't big either. I don't think any rivalry in, in, in hockey would ever top that one again just because of how, how things are now. Yeah. I I mean what's what's crazy is Vegas and the Sharks is, at one point, yeah, they were pretty odd odd oddly enough is probably the best in the last I feel like Washington and Pittsburgh because of the how Washington kept getting knocked out, but once they won a cup it was like yeah, they, yeah. They exercise their demons like it was over. Like you know what I mean. Like there was so many outside things though too with that like Red Wings and Avalanche one, like the Claude Lemieux on like Chris Draper, right? Like there's that was just, it. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, there was that, and like I I I don't see anything in the, in this day and age in sports. Like everybody's friends, you know. Like they play the golf problem. and 
Yeah, you know, it's all it's, it's all it's too a, friendly. It's a business. And they were friends back then, but like the access to each other was not the same. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you weren't you weren't you weren't able to hang out with like social media, follow each other, DM each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like Logan like Logan and Doughty are like best friends. You know? And as a Sharks fan, like no Sharks fans like, dude, like that kind of is like I think right, but like that's just how they I was thinking of this like I was thinking of this a few seconds ago. It's like the next goalie fight. I don't know who's in between, but I think it's I think it's Benner. I think Benner's gonna be. He's just he's been asking for I it. Hope so. Asking I think, for yeah, it for years. He's been asking for it, and it's you know he he, Dude, he wants uh, it. Now, he's like the because like, I was trying to think. Tried. Of oh yeah, he's tried. Dubnik tried. Dubnik tried. He was. I, I that's because that's what I was when you said what's the last goalie fight, and I was like, man, I think the Sharks had one. But it was it was Benner. I think he knocked Carlson over at the intermission. No, he like, fake he, just, he fake punched Carlson. That was it. He fake punched. Fake punched him. Skated by and he, and he, had, to he had to get off the long way yeah. because the shark or the visitors come out in the corner yep. at the Sharks Arena. Yep. And Dubnik skated over them, and Pinner was getting grabbed by the ref as he was getting thrown off. And he tried to like sh- they shoved each other, kind of like when the ref was like in between them, so that nothing happened. But it's just like you know, I would. Dubnik's a scary dude. I mean, I wouldn't yeah, fight him. Like, He's six foot six. There's no yeah, chance. I, yeah, I want to see Benner fight just because I think like I, I think he'd like surprise some people. Just but I think he. Uh, like I mean, he's I've seen him fight in the AHL. I mean, he was fine. So it's like I don't know, but, every, but I I just don't know who he'd fight because you're you're kind of losing those old school like Mike Smith. Does that surprise you that Mike Smith was going to fight Cam Talbot? No, no, he's insane. <laughs> you know, Mike Smith is. A you need scary, a guy that's fires cross. You know what I mean? You need a guy that's like that. And I think Benner's that guy. What's gets fired up? What's a rivalry that you can see brewing that could be good? Uh, I'm trying to think of one with the devil. Florida, Florida, and Tampa. They're, Florida and Tampa. I think, dude, you know, it's funny that you're the, not the last one where they got swept, dude, Florida was just a team that was just like, we're not losing. Yeah. And, but Tampa was so good that you're the one, that, the, Flor- the last cup. Florida and Tampa and in Calgary and Edmonton. Those are the, the four teams in our sport right Especially now. Cadre now. Like, yeah, there's no way that that, it, oh, it's, yeah. this, this, this sucks. I, Cause I really don't like the human being in Vander Kane. Um, yeah, and but his injury is awful. That I don't wish that upon anyone. But could you imagine a playoff series of Vander Kane and Nazem Kadri? Oh yeah, like oh my god, like that. That's the stuff, right? Because like that's two dudes. If one of them is gonna lose, one of them is gonna go and make it so that the next game they remember. Like and like, ugh. what if somebody gets Ryan Reeves? What if Calgary gets him? Uh, what maybe? If, but I think I think like he's I, on the outs in this. New York, and you know Ryan Reeves. I was Reeves. gonna say like <laughs> he'll, he'll start it up. <laughs> Yeah, like, and, like, that's his job, and people just know. And not to mention, it's funny because he's so – I remember the thing about Vander – say what you want about Evander Kane and, like, the the person, but – and all the Ryan Reef stuff. I don't know many human beings in the NHL that would actually be okay with fighting him, and he did it a couple times. So I'll never take – like, I like when he was a shark, like, I lo- he was probably my favorite player. And, you know, for all the John back and forth, and he, he got – Reeves got in his head too much because he's too talented of a player. Like, the Sharks needed him. But man, he dropped. He answered the bell. Like he did it himself. Like he didn't need someone else to go fight him. But the Giordano thing. Like this is the last thing we'll touch on this. Like, but the G- Toronto is like Matthews does not show emotion, and there's a point at which that's good. You don't get you don't get flustered or whatever. But dude, like, how is someone who's that good at something not get so mad that at one point you just gotta? You know, yeah, yeah. It's that's not weird. like he's small. He's a big man. Like he, he could beast. probably do some damage. And it's like Giordano has to come in and tackle. I can't remember who it was. Um, 
it's gonna drive me nuts but like that's that's the thing like that you know i i would love a montreal and Ca- the montreal toronto rivalry but and like, I, fans I think it I, I think it does a lot for your team too whenever you see your captain do that like we yeah. remember the again little cavier one like whenever you I see saw, that man. happen and it's that's your captain captain doing that like it, that's why it he, fires he up the, the whole team yeah, and he, in my opinion, is the all-time one of the all-time best captains. Oh, for ever sure. In the NHL. I get so sick of seeing like Leafs fans be like, well, "We don't want him to hurt his hand. We don't want him to hurt." His... Like, okay, great. True. Go watch Sidney Crosby. Kessel seeing Sidney Crosby drop the gloves multiple times in his career. He and always, you know what? I will say though, in defense of the other person, Crosby would always do the uh, doesn't even let the other guy get a chance to drop the gloves. He just attacks him. Yeah, he would do the immediate run at <laughs> and dude, then kind of like you know, hold. I, I don't care. <laughs> McKinnon, he, he's, he's the captain. Same. He does that. McKinnon yeah. does it sometimes. I mean, like you know. Like, like those guys Land are strong Kong. as Land an ox. Those guys are Land, strong Land as an ox. Is kind of nasty. Oh yeah, but that's part of his game too. Like Crosby yeah. though, Crosby's so strong. McKinnon is so strong. I mean, like you guys said, like like you said, Matthews. He is like Marner. I don't expect him to fight. Like that's fine. Oh, he's so I, I little. He's like a little. He's like a little boy. Is, but yeah, I think this is the divide. It's the people that get angry when a clean hit happens. And someone goes and defends it, and I can guarantee you, me and Padre are on the same line here. And I'm—I don't know where you are, Kesso, but if some dude, absolutely, like if if Logan goes down through the neutral zone with his head down, and Kachur gets absolutely crushed, not a penalty, clean hit. If someone does not get up and start throwing rights immediately. There's that's a problem. A I agree with that. No, I'm I'm okay. on your side with that. Like that's just the okay. thing. You defend you defend know. those players. Like it, it, it yeah, is what it is. Yeah, and people are like, dude, that's not even hit. Now he's got to fight something. Like, man, the human element, bro. You need that. Like if that happens on the Leafs, yeah. they just wave Simmons. Like he's gone. Like you know, what I mean, like who is left? Like you know, and like that's I think that's a big problem. And I think that's where the line is drawn with nostalgia of what we used to watch when we were kids, where I get that. Like if your if your team hits someone hard and it is clean. Now you got to deal with a fight. Probably annoying, yes. Right. But man, just think if your boy got munched and you, you, you like, if you see it and you can legally do something. I, I, like, I think there's a time though where it goes too far. The, the Penguins like ran into this for a few years where it's like they had that one infamous series against the Flyers. I think they lost like six games, but there was like a ton of penalty minutes. Like they were getting destroyed, and it's like Malkin and Crosby were taking penalties. Like they were just getting into like not brawls, but like scuffles every single time. And I, I think they're in their own head a little bit too much. Um, but you, you have to defend you, your star players. I'll tell so. you this, man. The playoff series in which Austin Matthews drops the mitts, that's the series they win. He, yo, he book, has to do it yo, book game that. one or game two. Just do Game it. one or two, dude. Like, dude, I, I remember like one of my favorite fights as a Sharks fan. The Sharks were getting blasted by Anaheim, and it was the best Sharks team that they've ever had in 2009. And game five, the First thing at the opening draw is Thornton, who was not really a fighter in his time, it dropped him immediately with get slapped. There wasn't even yeah. there was nothing said prior. It was just like we're gonna fight right now, and like that's how the game started. Like I don't know, it's just that's what I think. That's uh, you know, and guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, please let us know if you agree or disagree. But you know, it's you know, it is it is, it is definitely sound. I think that we were. I was. Uh, I was. I still think. I don't know. It's nostalgia, dude. It's it's the same thing with music. What your favorite music's what you grew up with, man. It is and you think that that's the best. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right on that. Because yeah, watching watching McDavid, dude. Watching McDavid, there's times that goal he scored against. I think it was Carolina, where he just cut through everyone. It's like that's art. Yeah. Like that is. You know what I mean? Like that's that's stuff that you won't see, and you didn't. You wouldn't have seen that back then. So I can. I can. I can. Yeah, see dude. It. It's we're gonna be like five years from now, and it's like like it's dude. It's like uh, Tortorella watching like Zegers, like you know what is he doing out there? Uh, skilling it up, like 
I, let's let's avoid being those people. Yeah, I yeah I yeah. to to be fair, I love I know, that kind of stuff. I think it'll get out of hand. Like, I think it'll be where I, someone's just got to get destroyed. <laughs> like, you just got to hit someone. I last thing before we go happened in the OHL. One yeah. of my favorite my one of my favorite ice dogs ever. He was a viewer of mine, Mason Howard. He would smash everyone. He couldn't skate, couldn't shoot, but anytime that someone entered the blue line, he would hit. He, they got a Michigan scored on them, and he went and absolutely dummied the kid. And in the replay, it shows this kid scoring the Michigan. He scores it, he goes and puts his hand up, and Mason put him through the boards. And it's like, that's what it takes. It's going to take some where Zegers goes and does it with his head down and gets crushed before that is like kind of stopped. But anyways, this was, man, we go on. I think rants are our best thing. Yeah, so for sure. I think that... Um, you know, we, we do, we do once a week, right. For like real hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can't capture all the news, but I think, I think we enjoy talking about it we in general. The topic. Yeah. Give us a topic you want us to discuss. I think that's what I want. Yeah. That's your homework chat. You know, viewers that you're listening, uh, let us know on Twitter, or my discord or in the comment section, give us a topic in hockey that you want us to discuss because to be fair, I mean, we all agreed on the, on the, on the, on the fighting for the most part, but, uh, um, I bet you we disagree on quite a bit. I mean, we do. So Probably, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. That is going to do it for episode 57. We will see you guys uh, next next time where, where we'll go over the GWC. I think that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the GWC. Big episode coming up here for all the gamers out there. So the comments that we're, we will have a gaming podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know how much more gaming NHL hunt content you guys can consume on my channel, but I love it. I love the passion. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.